1: Stick with me, she you wasn't about it, I'll My own sweet time didn't teach what I'm for I do anymore I don't wanna be defeated, I don't wanna be defeated, I don't
0: wanna be defeated, I don't wanna be defeated Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to my podcast. It's called Lead Singer Syndrome. I'm your host, Shane Tolt, like every week. This is installment number 148 of the show. If my math is correct, we are approaching the three-year mark, and we are doing great. We're doing great. So many great episodes. I mean, we're talking... What kind of genre of music do you want? We got it all. We got everything on this show. It's been very exciting three years for me, for the show, for everybody involved, and I love it. And... What I love most about this show Well, there's a there, oh god, there's so many things I love about the show. But what I love the most, the very, very, very most, is when I get to have an open, candid, just natural conversation with a good friend of mine. With what I do, being a lead singer in a band, you know, and this show is all about me talking to other lead singers about what we do. And there's so many people I've met over the years that have really stuck to me in a way. Whether it's, you know, an influence of a, a actual vocal style or just a certain personality. Whatever it is, I've met so many friends. And a lot of times, you know, I talk to them here and there, see them around. But other times, you know, you don't talk to somebody for a while. Vinny Caruana, this week's guest... I mean he has he has done so much in his career going way back to when he was a teenager starting the movie life in New York City, then starting I Am the Avalanche, another great band, all these other projects he's done, but he's a guy that has been a good friend, but not a friend not, not a guy I talk to, you know, every week, every month. I ran into him in Toronto. They were opening for Newfound Glory in Bayside and again, we just we reconnected and I was like, "Dude, you got to do my show." And he's like, "I've been waiting for the invite, dude, like I figured you were going to let me know." I'm like, "Oh my god, dude, yes, we have to do it." So here he is, and we just talked. We just talked for an hour about his life, my life, things we do, all of his projects, all of these amazing things. And honestly, this is what I live for. This is why I love doing this show. And the next guests I have over the next coming weeks, a couple of them are, you know, newer upcoming bands, you know, like those kinds of artists, which are so important for the show too, because I need to spread the word about new music. I need you, the listener, to know about what's going on in the music scene. And those are absolutely great conversations. But for me, on a selfish level, these are my favorite kinds of episodes. So... Get ready for a great talk, a great conversation with me and my buddy, Vinny Caruana, of The Movie Life, I'm the Avalanche, and so much more. Before we get into that, hey, thanks for being here. If you like the show, go on iTunes, write a review, preferably five stars. That would be awesome. If you want to get in touch with me, if you want to give me suggestions for upcoming guests of the show, uh, whatever, really, just hit me up. Say you like Long Live the Queen by Frank Turner, because today I've had like six emails about that song, that was like a month ago, that episode that aired, I think it was episode 144 with my buddy Frank Turner, that song, it's like lighten up, I know, because when I heard that song back in, what was it, 2008, 2009, I don't know when that record came out, but when I heard that song, it blew my mind too, so I love this, I love being able to spread this shit to you, hey, but hey, get in touch with me. My email address, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read all my email. I try to get back to as many as I possibly can. Feel free to add me on social media at Shane Told. And the show is at LeadSingerSyn S Y N on Twitter and at LeadSinger Syndrome on Instagram. And don't sleep on Facebook. It is still a thing feel free to like us on there. I know they have all these breaches. I know they're giving away your personal information. I don't even know what's happening, to be honest. But hey, Facebook, you got an account. Just go find us, like us. It ain't no thing. Just do it, please, for the love of God. Thank you. Uh, What else? Uh, I'm going on tour real soon, very soon, like a week with my band Silverstein. We're going over to Europe with Anti-Flag. Very excited about that because not only are Anti-Flag one of my favorite Bands just period But they are absolutely my favorite live band So I get to go over To do my work I get to go to work And watch my favorite live band Anti Flag, play every night over in Europe So if you're in Europe If you're listening to this from Germany or Netherlands Or Belgium or wherever else we're going Please Go get tickets it's going to be an awesome time And if you're stateside Or Canada Silverstein's coming? As well, right to you. We're doing a 15-year anniversary tour of our first album. Special guests Hawthorne Heights and As Cities Burn. It's gonna be it's gonna be an event, not just a show, not just a tour, an event. Each and every night, we're doing two sets. The whole record, and then we're going into greatest hits mode. We're bringing in a sixth member. He's gonna play some violin, some cello, some keyboards. Definitely just. It's just going to be a good vibe. So check it out. I'm very, very excited for that as well. Also, rockabilia.com, the best place on the internet to get merchandise. And it's getting to be that spooky time of year, you know? Halloween is coming up. They have a bunch of costumes and masks from your favorite bands. We're talking Five Finger Death Punch, Ghost, Iron Maiden, Misfits, Queen, Rob Zombie, Slipknot, and honestly, King Diamond merch, motionless and white. You want something spooky, the only place to get it is over at rockabilia.com. And of course, we have a great promo code as always. It is PC Jabberjaw. That'll save you fifteen percent off your entire order. And yeah, just go over there, just check it out. They got a great website with all kinds of things, whether you're into the Halloween thing or not, it doesn't matter because that's the best place to get all your band merch. Again, it's rockabilia.com, and use promo code PCJabberJaw to save 15% right now. Go pause this, go over there, buy something cool, buy something spooky. Trust me, it will be awesome and officially licensed from the band. They get paid. No BS over there at all. Anyway, let's jump in to this week's episode and a great conversation with a good friend and an amazing singer, Mr. Vinny Caruana of The Movie Life. I took a in
1: 2003. At least I improved my threshold for.
2: Hey Shane, what's
0: up, man? Hey Vinny. How are you, man?
2: Feeling <laughs> good.
0: How's uh how's age thirty
2: uh, nine? I have to say it's it feels good. <laughs> good. That's feels, a great uh, answer.
0: Yeah, I, I it's funny, I texted you yesterday and I didn't even realize it was your birthday. I didn't say happy birthday. So I apologize for that but oh yeah, happy well belated.
2: i wouldn't expect you to know my birthday i don't i only know my immediate family and my wife's birthday i don't know and I, even my best friends i've been like buds with for since i was like 11 years old i don't know their birthdays i just i know i, I mean, don't know
0: i'm the same way exactly the same way i don't know it's it's i guess now and in the amount of times that i've been like shit like my best friend chris And he's, like, big on birthdays, too. And I can never remember. It's like, is it the August 10th or August 11th? And the amount of times I've went on Facebook and checked, it's embarrassing. Like, every year I (laughs) checked. I still can never remember.
2: And that helps. I mean, you know, people will text me, and I'll be like, how the fuck does that person know my birthday? And And I guess I don't... See, my Facebook page is just kind of like this artist page or something that oh. I haven't even really operated for years. And I'm just kind of like, that. I feel like that's, in back in the day at least, people would, like, you'd know when people's birthdays were, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. I think Mine's on, probably
2: on get... Tuesday, actually, by the way. It it wasn't. Um,
0: oh, I thought it was I yesterday. just kind
2: of took some time off of the, I just <laughs> didn't look at Instagram for a while. So when I got back uh, I looked at Instagram and I was like oh shit all these people like said happy birthday to right. me and shit. Uh so yeah I made a little post but there you go. yeah no my best bud that I grew up with like one of the guys from my town like texted me on September 1st. And it was like, hey, happy birthday. I was like, <laughs> it's not my birthday for like another three and a half weeks. He's like, yeah, I just remembered it was September. So like, happy, happy September. Happy like, birthday right. month.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. No, that's like, you know, I was when I was going through some hard times and, and I needed any you know reason to be to celebrate. It was like, all right, my birthday is on a Wednesday. Well, I got two weekends at least. <laughs> so that's, you know, at least a 10 day bender I can go on as an excuse. Yeah you know yeah. Uh, so yeah let's just extend it all the way to birthday month right
2: I'm with it man like I've I've uh, we're, we're sending off summer you know it's still <laughs> been kind of nice yeah uh, in New York so it's been um, everyone in New York still kind of soaking up what we what we have left but um for the yeah. next week it looks like it's in the 70s so right. we're, well, September, we're good
0: September's that weird time where you never really know you, it can be cold as fuck or it can be like extended summer and it's pretty nice in Toronto right now, actually. Today, today's a pretty nice day.
2: It's a fantastic city.
0: Oh, I'm glad you, I'm glad you enjoy it.
2: Yeah, it's good.
0: Uh, so, talking about milestones, and I don't know if you're aware of this. So, today is, <laughs> today is September 28th when we're talking. On September 29th, 2003, exactly 15 years ago tomorrow, the movie Life announced their breakup. Wow. 15 years ago tomorrow.
2: Wow,
0: and you played, and if my research is correct, you played your last show in Massachusetts uh, yesterday, fifteen years ago. Yesterday,
2: yeah, the uh, something, some sort of festival at the Palladium. That's right, sir. Yeah,
0: Skate Fest is is what I is what I saw. It's one of
2: those, one of those many fests that uh, with skate oriented in the name <laughs> that have no skating whatsoever. There's no nothing.
0: skating, yeah. Yeah, even yeah, Waterbury like doesn't have skating
2: anymore. Skatefest, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> where's the skating? Where's the skating? Um, I don't know. It just kind of rolls off the tongue. Gets sells. <laughs> gets meat in the seats.
0: There you go, uh, dude. But 15 years since that, and obviously you've come a long way. Like it was like that was the end of your career, but kind of the beginning of your career in a way too. What does that feel like, reflecting back? Just when I tell you that.
2: Um, you know movie life is a strange kind of uh strange kind of existence uh, always I don't know what it was what it is or what it was, but you know we worked our butts off um and most people didn't know who we were until the last few years of our existence, maybe three years of our existence
1: yeah.
2: um and we packed a lot into those years. Um, and you know, these songs have lived on, um, to the point where, you know, we, we've reformed and, and lost members and all that fun stuff. Um, but still we, we kind of, uh, when we can, we go out and we play shows and people sing these songs and people have tattoos of the lyrics and, and, um, it's, it's, it's really special still. It's really special to me. Um, you know, I, I remember almost every song I've written the lyrics to, which is everything I sing on. Um, <laughs> every song virtually, I could remember where I was when I was writing it, like w- right. where physically I was. So, like, to have somebody, Show me a tattoo or explain to me how, you know, you. I mean, I'm sure you've gone through this where you've spoken to people and you get anything from, you know, this is what I did my first dance to or this song saved my life or... I hate these songs. <laughs> but like, that one
0: a little less often, but yes.
2: Yeah, then maybe they just say that on the internet. They don't <laughs> they won't say that to your face. But um, you know, like that kind of stuff's really special. So, you know, I, I I'm you know, still in the game, still doing it yeah. and still enjoying it, but um still really just appreciating kind of kind of how how far these songs have gone.
0: Totally, but it's weird because when you, you know, 15 years ago, it's the end, right? Like you're breaking yeah. up, you're 24 years old or whatever it is and and you think, it's weird when you're 24, 25, you're like, oh, I'm too old for this this shit, you know? I need to go, like I, I missed, missed out on college, I need to go get a real job and I think that that's what you start seeing your friends and stuff doing and maybe you don't realize that this is a viable career, especially in 2003 because- like there weren't career hardcore bands, really, like there was like sick of it all, maybe it was like as close as it got or or something like that, so it was weird too, a weird time, but you must have felt like that was the end and you and you didn't realize you know, because uh, forty hour train back to penn, which is a classic classic album now, that record had only been out for like six months when that happened,
2: yeah, I mean, we kind of broke up at our peak, I remember. Yeah. I remember definitely feeling like we would never play again Um, we were sick to death of each other and um, I remember getting home from the tour it was like the last show of a tour and we decided like a few days before that that we were gonna break up and I remember getting home and and uh telling my dad I was like, Yeah, yeah, we broke up. He's like, What are you fucking stupid? <laughs> I'm like, What do you mean? He's like, You've been riding around in a van, sleeping on people's floors, working your asses off and then you against all odds, you you started doing stuff and, and we had done our biggest headlining show yeah. you know, that they came out to and they were like, Holy shit, they're doing it. And um I remember him telling me I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and I started a job. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was, like, on a Saturday or something. And yeah. I started a job on a Monday. One of the guys... Remember the band Vision of Disorder?
0: Of course. That's um played so <laughs> relatively recently. Actually, they played in Toronto. Oh, oh cool. I love, I love me some VOD. Damn.
2: Yeah, me too. And, I mean, they're the reason... They're one of the reasons that, like, I'm even... Yeah, I got involved in any of this because they were from my town and they were all my older brothers, um, yeah. good buddies. We're all still like good friends awesome. and shit. Anyway, Tim had a Tim had a construction company at the time with another buddy of his and I like called him from tour as soon as we heard we were breaking up. I'm like, Could you give me a job? And he's like, Yeah, come on, I'll teach you some shit and uh, <laughs> so yeah, I started I was at a construction site Um, down the street from where Biggie Smalls grew up. Like, I remember him being like, you see that? He's like, that's, like, the spot, like, the famous picture of him, like, and I'm just like, whoa. Like, so, yeah, on that Monday, I was on a construction site, and he's like, cool, load this dumpster. (laughs) That was it.
0: Damn, dude. That's crazy. But, I mean, it didn't take you long to get to obviously – feel the passion again and I I like had I am the avalanche uh you know the band you started after that had had that there been talks of starting another band or did you start from scratch at that point once you realized maybe you didn't want to load dumpsters you'd rather load gear
2: yeah I didn't want to I'm not cut out for that I mean I can work and I don't mind working but um he's like cool so now now you got to buy tools. I'm going to teach you this, and you're going to start learning how to frame out these walls, make all the measurements, and blah blah. And I'm just sitting there looking at them like, I don't. Are you serious? Like, uh, right. like it was just a reality check. I was like, That's not what I want to do, man. Um, a lot of people have fun doing that. You know, a lot of guys I grew up with love it. Like, they're they're good at it they they enjoy it and it's awesome but not for me so um yeah i will at the time i remember calling daryl from glass Show being like we're breaking up and he's like and i you know he he had already recorded the head automatic his first record and he yep. was like well, why don't you why don't you come? he didn't really have a band yet he he just kind of had him and larry the drummer and um He's like, why Why don't you play guitar and, and come, I'll teach you all these songs. And then just um, being head Automatica and I'm like, word. So and yeah. um, I, you know, learned all that shit. Um, moved out to San Francisco for a bit with him and kind of went back and forth between San Francisco and New York. And because um, half the band was out there and then. Uh, as that was going on, I was writing Avalanche tunes. I was writing what was to become Avalanche yep. tunes, you yep. know. Yep. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, I made the leap. Um, we got they got. Um, I left the band. They got a way more talented guitar player friend of <laughs> ours to like actually be add something to the band rather than just be like a dude playing power chords.
0: Right. Um, so, but, and, but the yeah, reason, and I, I mean, s- I mean, Head Automatica had a great. A great career and some great songs and i know you're really close with daryl and you have been since you were literally like in, you know kids uh and i always wanted to know if it was just because you didn't feel right just playing guitar and you needed to express yourself with lyrics you were writing and because that seems like you know knowing you as a person that seems like a side of you that's really important is that is the expression side and the creative side
2: yeah i think um you know, I think there was a lot of reasons why I left. I think um, he and I weren't seeing C- C- eye to eye on some personal shit, and um, at the same time, we were both kind of like getting the feeling that it probably wasn't a good dynamic. Just to having because Dar- it was Daryl's thing. Just yeah. having Daryl kind of be my boss, and um, and also kind of, you know. I'm sitting here writing these songs. I have a lot more to say. I'm kind of just the second guitar player singing backups. And maybe this isn't really what my role needs to be for this moment in my life. And, um, and I remember him saying like, yeah, we're going to go on tour Thursday, I think. Mm -hmm. And Thursday is like my homies, um, love thursday but i didn't think it made any sense for head automatica to go on tour thursday right. um and all these different things i'm like remembering this shit like oh, I, know. <laughs> I, don't know. I know i know it's kind of kinda fun though so when
0: you start you start going like <laughs> trace retracing your steps and i don't know whenever i do that it kind of makes me smile so i hope you're enjoying it like no amazing. i am i am yeah.
2: and and i miss dara he and i aren't really as close as we used to be when we were kids um which is, you know, that happens when you get older. But, like, I miss him. I love him. I miss those days, too. So that little transition <laughs> yeah. of, like, the transition between Avalanche, um, sorry, Movie Life and Avalanche was this small window where I had this amazing time doing Head Automatico with a bunch of great dudes. Um you know it's starting to just kind of start a new chapter of life and and it led me into the avalanche chapter which is I'm really grateful for
0: no absolutely well was there was there a ever a like a time when after head Automatica wasn't working out for you and you had these songs written that you thought about calling Brandon or the other guys and being like let's get the band back together and let's continue the movie life or had that ship sailed
2: um, we, none of us thought about that for a while. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Brandon, I,
2: I, go ahead. No, go ahead. Brandon was already working on, um, nightmare of you stuff during movie life. He had, I knew okay. that he, he had been working with Brian from brand new, the drummer. Um, we're all like good buds and. Brian's from my town, but Brandon and Brian had a band called Rookie Lot before Brandon joined the movie life, and they were working on this like new A V stuff, which ended up being like some nightmarey stuff. Um, and originally, Phil had, a, had Phil was doing that with Brandon, so they were both like on their path already. And yeah, everybody was still crazy sick of each other Or maybe they were just all sick of me um, Or or vice versa (laughs) Sure Uh, How bands go Um, But it's always
0: that thing where you don't know what you got till it's gone And especially with the hype that record had Like, I'll tell you a quick story We, you know, I remember, you know, back in the day you're in a van And there's no, you know, maybe somebody has an iPod But I doubt it at this point Like, the iPods are brand new so we're listening to burn CDs, mostly, that we've picked up or right. or whatever, and we, we stopped by this radio station to do some, you know, I don't know, interview or whatever, and this dude at the station just gave us a bunch of CDs, like a bunch of promo CDs, just to listen to in our van. We're like, this is fucking great. So I remember we had, like, the Morrissey new album at the time. You were the core, oh, right, yeah, we, yeah. Like, we listened to that one, so, like, so much. And then we Great had, record. It is. And we had 40 Hour Train Back to Penn. And it was a promo copy. So we just had the disc, like, in a case. And we were like, oh, yeah, the movie life. Yeah, yeah, like, this, this, you know. To be honest, I knew some of your stuff, but wasn't super familiar with it. And we <laughs> listened to that CD. Like, we would listen to the CD from start to finish. It would start again. Like on repeat, because that's just how those CD players worked. And no one in the van would say anything. (laughs) We would just listen to it again all the way through, you know, on a long drive. And I must have listened to that record like 500 500 times, man.
2: Holy shit, that's amazing. And what
0: was crazy was I was like, oh, what is this band doing? And it must have been right around the time that you guys broke up, because I was like, oh shit. And then I, I didn't know when the record came out or anything, you know. It was just like a promo copy. And that was when I found out about your guys. Well, I knew about your guys because we actually played a show. We opened for you guys when we were a local band in Toronto. I remember
2: that. Yeah, dude. I totally remember that. It was in the cathedral. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm yeah. surprised you remember. Dude, yeah. some of my memories is really cloudy, but there's other random shit. And I remember, like, I think I remember just because we had a really hard day yeah, getting across the border. Exactly. Yeah. And uh it was a whole thing and I remember one of the guys in the band being like just fuck it. Like let's just not go. This is bullshit. <laughs> and I've totally felt that way at the border before. Like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm gonna go to fucking Niagara Falls and drink beer and I yeah. you know, like when they're giving you a hard time. Totally. Um but I remember being like, No, like we gotta go to the show, fucking you know fucking let's do it we're a band we got to go to the show and so we finally got through yeah and i remember watching you guys and you guys were like already making waves in toronto and i remember being like damn these dudes are fucking crushing and then i mean really like and then out of nowhere it seemed for me because i had just seen you on i mean that was the same year right maybe Maybe it wasn't
0: the same yeah. year. Oh, you, sorry. You saw. You mean afterwards?
2: When we played together at the cathedral must have been maybe late 2002, early yeah, 2003.
0: Absolutely, it would have been 2002. I could probably pull. We we have really like meticulous records, so I could tell you the day exactly. Cool. Late 2002 sounds right. And then yeah. yeah, I remember you guys didn't have merch. Maybe your merch got confiscated or something, or you had to leave it in America. But I remember I you guys that came, was in the late, deal. came in late. Came in late. You guys were you're were pretty pissed. I remember. You walked up to well, yeah, the Yeah, we had a you, hard day yeah. and they
2: didn't let us bring our merch because it was like fucking the shirts were made in Bangladesh and there was like a, right. <laughs> a tariff <laughs> or something. Yeah. It's nonsense. No, and it was- then the next time you roll through they just wave you through and they don't even ask. It's like the most you
0: know. One time we were we were going we were coming from Canada to to America in a in our van and we had just before we got to the border we'd run over a skunk like it was okay. it was already dead it was just on the road and we like ran yeah. over it and we pull up to the border and the the lady like you know opened her window I was like, "What is that smell?" <laughs> We're like, "Oh, there was a skunk back there." She goes, "Oh God, just go, just go," <laughs> and we just just got right through. <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, perfect. Shit, that's we what you hit gotta a do. Skunk every time.
2: Skunk spray. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's but, either that or like pull them over. It smells like weed.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, true, true. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, no. It's it's not weed. It's we just hit a skunk. That's that's what you tell the border. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of weed, I think the second time I met you is also kind of a funny story. We were playing a show together at the downtown uh, on Long Island. Uh Uh Remember that venue? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was
2: cool. What show was that? We Uh... were doing
0: a CD release for like our second album. It was just like a week of shows. It was I'm the Uh Avalanche.
2: Okay. And
0: uh, this was like 2005, Mm -hmm. and. We were like downstairs in the in the dressing room, and we were playing poker. Okay, because that was a big thing at the time. And you came we- in the room, and you were like, I think you were like someone was looking for some weed or something. And you were like, Oh, you guys playing poker? We're like, oh yeah, yeah. So you asked if you could play. I'm like, sure. So you sat down. You took all of our money. Really? Got up and was like, Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Just left. And we were like, Fuck this guy. <laughs> Literally, yeah, yeah. You don't remember that?
2: No, I do not remember yeah, that.
0: That happened. That <laughs> happened. And then I was like, oh, yeah, movie life has a gambling problem. I see. Yeah, he's got some experience. <laughs> I guess it cards. wasn't a problem that New day. York Hustler. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, I don't remember where we where we were before, but I guess just talking you know, about I, – I know what we can talk about. I mean the transition b- between – the movie life and I'm the avalanche a lot of it was you know similar in terms of you writing songs that probably could be the movie life songs but the biggest thing was you were stuck handcuffed to drive through records a label that i mean over the years it must must have pissed you off a lot
2: um you know the history of drive through is pretty <sighs> One could say that when we signed to Drive Through, I I would say that when we signed to Drive Through, it gave it kind of gave our it kind of turned what we were doing into a career, right? Um, and and that you know that's it's a big deal when we signed to Drive Through, and then we released the Gambling Problem EP. It was pretty incredible. Um, the profile of the band the people that were paying attention to us when we released 40 hour, it was a big deal. Yep, um, We sold a lot of records, you know, they, they did a lot for us. Um, in the end, you know, our relationship wasn't great. Um, and we broke up and, and I wrote, this i you know i kind of recorded this avalanche demo and uh shopped it around a little bit and had some interest in drive through was like you know we we want to do it we want to put it out so oh, i didn't I really thought, have I just
0: assumed that you were like still under contract or something like that no 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 I was i was oh, I okay, was okay
2: i was shopping it with the hopes that they didn't want it. To like, oh, I, right. basically, with the hopes of like starting new and a different label, and just kind of you know, and I wasn't entirely sure that they wanted to work with me. Um, but they it was you know, I signed a contract in the movie life days that said that if I started a new band, that they had the option to pick it up, and they exercised that option. So, you know, fair is fair, I suppose. Um, this was you know. For the movie life I'm sorry for I'm the avalanche to release um our record on drive through at that time not sure it was the best situation because drive through was kind of on its way out mm-hmm. um, those were the days um, I mean they didn't really release many records or any re- many records of note um, in those days and it kind yeah. of fizzled out um it was kind of a different situation for Drive Through. They had signed this deal with Sanctuary or something like that um, for Distro and this and that. And basically, long story short, it was kind of like the label was kind of yeah fizzling out. Um, and so we released the record. Um, you know, I feel like. I feel like we made a great record and I feel like, um, you know, we toured hard on it. Uh, we toured with you guys on that record for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was
0: looking it up. We played, we've played 22 shows together.
2: Wow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I know that we did that, um, Canadian tour. That's right. In the dead of winter.
0: No, oh, yeah, that's what we like to do. It <laughs> just make it even harder on ourselves.
2: Just all those patches of ice on the road. On uh, what's the name of that road that goes across the whole country? Oh, the Trans Canada. Oh, Trans Canada. Yeah. Um, yeah, and um, basically, we we um, we didn't release another record for six years. Right. Um. You know, we toured for a long time, and then we all kind of were, like, working in the city, bartending and stuff. And we were all making money, which we did not do with the band.
0: Right, of course.
2: (laughs) And, um, you know, a lot of people will be like, you know, drive through is the reason they didn't release the record, another record for six years, or blah, blah, blah. Which, uh, you know... (sighs) I guess partly you could say that because we were demoing and trying to make things happen and we they weren't really moving on anything. They weren't releasing. They weren't saying, yes, go into the studio and release a record. Um, and that is true. It seems to me um, like
0: at that point they were, or at least later on, before your record actually eventually came out, they were defunct and like I thought that they were just saying, "Oh no, no! Like we're still keeping you, we're still holding you, even though we're not going to put out your record." That was the story.
2: That's that's what kind of, that's what it kind of felt like. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the way. It, um, that's kind of what was going on because they weren't releasing records, but no, they also weren't no. releasing us. Yeah. Right. Um. And at the same time, we were all like kind of happy just being in the city most of us were bartending making a lot of money and i was forging like my first kind of marriage and i don't know i feel like that time there was like a mixture of drive through kind of holding on to us and not doing anything with us um and at the same time us kind of liking being home <laughs> And we didn't know like and, and I we we kinda snapped out of that, you know. Um after a while we we started pulling some strings trying to figure out how we can get out of this contract and um how basically we can release music. Sure. Um and in came Rob Hit. Uh, Rob Hit was on another one of my favorite drive-through bands called Midtown. Mm-hmm. He was the drummer of Midtown and also a music manager with Crush, and also had an indie label called I Surrender. And he had a good enough relationship with Drive-Through still to where he's like, "Listen, you know, wh- wh- what do we have to do here to get Avalanche out of this?" Deal with a label that doesn't even exist anymore, and I want to release their record. And Rob made it happen.
0: Cool, that's and
2: then we we made Avalanche United, and that's kind of our uh, you know Avalanche yeah. United is, ended up being kind of our most beloved record. Yeah, those first two, I guess.
0: No, it's 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 just crazy. Yeah, it's, it seems like you're you have so many projects going on. Uh, I know. you do. I mean, there's like we haven't even got to you know pieced out or your new project with Sammy, which I just heard about.
2: Very uh, exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, and none, none, of, none of, nothing's gone away. You know, you're still doing both bands. Um, and obviously, they're not totally, totally full time. Although you just did a full U.S. tour with the Movie Life. Uh, yeah, that's
2: you know, unbelievable. I can't believe we actually did that. <laughs> I'm really glad we did.
0: But. Yeah, I mean it's but it's crazy cuz you're doing so many projects that it's like you're I don't know, it's like you're spreading yourself very thin, but then I think are you still, you know, working a regular job back home? Like you're not are you are you full-time in music now? Like it's I don't even know what you do on a day-to-day basis. It seems like it's just must be so hard to to schedule yourself.
2: Um it's 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 all right. So my deal is <laughs> Movie life plays shows. I play solo shows. Avalanche plays shows. That's not really something I count on for Mm -hmm. a living. But, um, yeah, I, so, I also work in, like, you know, here and there in publishing. Um, so, like, I signed a publishing deal a while ago for my own, you know, stuff. Um, and that helps. But, um...
0: So you do some some writing for some other people and stuff?
2: Yeah, co-writes and things like that. And, um... And I kind of put it all together on an annual basis, and it makes me a living. Cool. Well, it's not easy um, in New
0: York City. That's another thing people don't talk about. You, you know, you're living yeah. in New York City. You're not living in in Dayton, Ohio, or or uh, you know, uh, uh, Midland, Texas.
2: That would be helpful. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be happy living in those places. Um, me and the wife uh, have discussed leaving, mm-hmm. but uh, see, so I, I I don't really make my money at home. I I tour and I play shows and I do all my things. Um, basically, a lot of things that I don't need to live in new york to do right, right. um but she makes her living in new york and you know makes sense. um if you know with two people working hard and grinding and you know living a modest lifestyle in a fucking crazy city <laughs> um it can work can work but um but yeah i mean we get to the point where we want to own stuff and that ain't gonna happen here right no um but yeah i mean i live in brooklyn and i live in like a very um sought after neighborhood in brooklyn um awesome but at the same time this 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 neighborhood brings us so much joy. We love being here. There's so much to do. Um, every time we think about leaving New York, we kind of are reminded somehow of like how magical it is and how much we enjoy living here. Yeah. Um absolutely. and when our friends come to visit us, we get a lot of visitors, as you could imagine. <laughs> I have some coming tomorrow. <laughs> um you know, we'll we'll show some friends around the neighborhood and they're just like, are you fucking kidding me? This is your life? And we're kind of like, yeah, I guess it is pretty cool. You know, like we yeah. keep getting reminded of how much we enjoy it. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I am a... I, it's not cut and dry. No. Because I do a, lots of different things and figure out a way to make a living doing music and it's different every year, but, um, I'm thankful for it. And at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it can be, uh, you know, I'm sure many musicians can relate. Sometimes you're like, holy shit, I had the best job ever. And, <laughs> and sometimes you're like, holy shit, what am I doing? Like, no,
0: totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you so know. so we, we talked for a second about doing this full us run opening up for, uh, Bayside uh, and, oh yeah You know On their um, Their headliner And getting back in the van For you know For what was it Like a six week tour Or something
2: So yeah So our deal was like We were just kind of like It was uh It's actually Newfound Glory headlining. Oh sorry Newfound Glory uh, Of Bayside, course Of course um, We played second Of four And then Ryan Key From yes. Yellow Card um Opened each show I went to the show And, and
0: uh, um, I saw you there And I still didn't even Remember that
2: yeah that was where we kind of reconnected. I yeah. was glad that we did. Um, you know, we had since we had gotten back together, like virtually all the shows that we played that weren't festivals were like headliners and um and and then we did a co-headliner with early November, which was really cool. And then you know, we were kind of we were pretty keen to go and try and play in front of other people's fans. Yeah. Um, and we didn't see like a way of that, like working, um, especially financially, like leaving home for like six weeks. Sure. Like we needed, we needed to make enough money to make that, make that, for that to make sense. You know, we're all grown ass people and can't really go and get paid like peanuts to go and support. So Not to mention
0: just leaving, I'm sure a lot of people have, you know, careers that, not it's just easy to say like oh you know I'm taking off for six weeks be back in six weeks that's exactly a challenge too for some of you. it
2: was a challenge and uh it's something that so when this when this newfound glory thing presented itself um it was something that kind of made sense we knew that we would do well at the shows we played a lot of big rooms. Um the bigger on the bigger side it was like three thousand. The biggest show was like four thousand people.
1: Yeah.
2: Wow. Um and then, you know, like maybe the more modest shows were eight hundred to a thousand or something, which is still very, you know, it's great. bigger rooms than we would play. And so, you know, they you know, they made us a really good offer and it was great. And um that Selling a bunch of merch at all the shows, it all worked out pretty good. And at the same time, we made a lot. We really did make a lot of fans, which was a really nice feeling Um, and a new feeling. You know, we hadn't like made fans since we like, I don't know, I think the last support tour we did was in like 2002, probably.
0: (laughs) Totally. And I'm sure so many people came out because that's, you know, that's a place where you guys play shows mostly on the East Coast. You know, but but going across the country and some of the the places you haven't played, I'm sure a lot of people were seeing you guys for the first time. They've been waiting f- over you know 15 years to see you.
2: Yeah. Uh, aside from making new fans, we were making a lot of people happy. Yeah. And uh, younger people who had been listening to us for years who ha- didn't get a chance to see us. I mean, there's a lot of people that got into us on the 40 hour train record. Yeah. And we broke up, like you said, pretty Myself quickly included. after. Yeah um so a lot of people were happy a lot of people were singing along moving up representing for the movie life which was super cool um and yeah and i mean the tour was sick the whole experience was really really good what what a tour i mean it was really good yeah (laughs) was it
0: weird being back in the van like like you were 24 again with the guys that you're now like all in your late thirties, just the vibe Whoa. like, does do you revert back to, to you know childish youth <laughs> behavior? You know, like somebody farts, put <laughs> the window down, like yeah, I don't know, you know, just all yes. this like this kind of uh, shit um, you never. I've, I've kind of
2: not, I've kind of not left that. Like I've always kind of been in <laughs> I, a van. I love There's the been <laughs> There's been very few bus tours uh, but I just
0: mean I just mean with those the same guys again, you know
2: Well yeah well you know it's a little different because it's really just me and Brandon oh, okay. me and Brandon okay. are the guys.
0: I thought Evan you know, was still was still with you guys too.
2: No, we have Rat from the Avalanche playing drums. Evan quit the band oh, okay. like pretty soon after um we got back together. Um, so me and brand it's really me and Brandon are the original guys yep. and yes, me and Brandon have a lot of the same, same, uh, some of the old joke pers- like <laughs> in jokes, like come back and new ones form and, um, yeah, I feel, I mean, we have such a nice relationship, um, and we, we, we really enjoy each other and we enjoy we enjoyed writing a new record together and spending more time together, and kind of being a part of each other's life again.
0: Um, Absolutely. And you guys have a tour coming up. It starts very soon. Uh, you know, you just you and Brandon. I guess I, I assume it's just going to be kind of like a a, a low key evening with you guys kind of chilling with with some acoustics playing. Uh, obviously, uh, um, sorry. Obviously, movie life songs, avalanche songs, nightmare of you songs, some other stuff. And, what, yeah. and it was just going to be great, and I would love to be able to, to check it out. But it, I've never met Brandon, actually, but I feel like you guys have very different personalities. Is that accurate?
2: It's totally accurate. We are nothing alike. No. <laughs> um, he's... No, We're we're really, really nothing alike, but we have a really good... Now that we're adults, we have a really good dynamic it's always really good conversation it's always really the juices flow as well when we write together writing the record was amazing um recording the record was even more amazing um but yeah like we have a good kind of uh we have a really good respect for each other as men and as musicians so it really goes a long way
0: awesome Uh, in
2: life yeah
0: I love it. Well, dude, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I appreciate you you talking to me during your birthday week. Yeah, uh, right. So, so pieced out. This is a a band that had a lot of mysteri- mystery mystery kind of with it when it was announced uh, with with you, and um, uh, you know it's almost like a super group in a way. Uh, and I've heard the record you've been tinkering with it for like five years, and it's finally finished. Are we going to hear this record anytime soon?
2: Yes. So, yeah. Peace out. This is the deal with Peace Out. Um, it's funny. It's like, all this shit is not, like, normal bands are just like, cool. We'll release a record every two years. We tour. We go, we do our thing. We never sl-. my shit is way more slacker than that. Like, <laughs> I work hard, but my shit is just, I don't know. You end up putting Man, out I'm,
0: more music <laughs> than anyone, though, in the long run.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of, you know what, Shane? That's kind of like, you know, I'm a realist. I'm I'm not like, I'm not trying to be a rock star. I like that. I've had this career in music and I still have it. And I still want to put out records. And, you know, as I get older, I'm going to have to definitely, and I've already begun kind of like, you know, I'm going to have to do more than just music. And I know that, but what's important to me is a body of work um, that I'm, that i'm proud of and um that's kind of what i've switched my focus to um so as long as my my bills are paid and i'm making a living and i have a happy life with my wife and and all my friends and all that shit my my focus has kind of switched to okay you're getting older dude so (laughs) before you start slowing down you need to go hard And that's my deal right now is all right. I'm still young. I'm still feeling young. I'm still, I still got the, the, the lust to get to, to like do all this shit and put the work in and create. So that's my whole thing. So the the pieced out, the pieced out thing is the the reason it's been around for five years and uh, the record and it hasn't been released the label that pay, the label pay, that paid for us to record our record folded and mm. didn't put the record out and then me and Choi just got busy with all this shit that we do sure of course um so we have this record that is a full length that is fucking good and still basically Roger and Choi were like yo this record's good it's still relevant like it's probably more relevant now than it was when we recorded it as far Mm -hmm. as like, if it was ready for people's ears.
0: Yeah.
2: And, um, so we have this, it's, it's, it's a wild record, man. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty psychedelic, heavy music, um, a lot more experimental than the EP, a lot better than the EP. Um, and it's basically like this acid trip um, <laughs> of a record. Um, there's this character in the first um, in the EP that like basically takes acid and kills himself. Okay. And basically takes acid and goes to outer space, and then and then kills himself. And I've and and. It's, this is all just in my head I've never explained this to anybody and I just sing, I just yell and whatever so anyway this character didn't need to be dead at all because I never discussed <laughs> it with anybody and nobody knows what the song's about anyway okay they do now so I'm kind of like picturing like I was kind of like picturing this character being suspended in space for like since we released that record and um he kind of became this kind of Flash Gordon-y kind of dude okay. to me. And so I kind of wrote this record about, um, him. not completely, it's not completely a, con- a concept record, but there's a, he's in a lot of songs. And um, right. he's kind of trying to figure out a way to get home.
0: I'm picturing Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas meets Gravity. That's what I'm
2: picturing right now. That's not a bad. <laughs> that's not a bad start. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's but it's the really name good? Of that,
0: what's the name of that pieced out song uh, from the EP?
2: Uh, White pyramid.
0: White pyramid. Okay, cool. Yeah. So when can we expect the record to drop? Uh, what label is it on? Can you can you talk about that stuff or is it still up in the air?
2: I don't. I don't even have any answers. Okay, it's um, fine. We we're, we don't know. I know that. Um, I refused to release it unless I was able to re-record lyrics for one song. Re-record <laughs> vocals for one song and I went and I did that a few months ago. And okay. now it's getting mastered and um I'm not sure what's going to happen. Um we might just drop it on you one day. I hope so. Um so let me but, ask you
0: this if you can talk about this or you don't mind uh you know, we're this is Lead Singer Syndrome the podcast so we obviously have to talk about some singing. Going yeah. back and re-recording a song—was it the performance? Was it the melodies? Was it the lyrics? What was it about it that you hated so much that you had to go <laughs> go back and fix?
2: All right, so the, I there was one song I had slacked on mainly because it was the freakiest song as far as this time signature mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. Troy, if Choi had gone full Choi, <laughs> and it was just like a weird song yeah. and. I was burnt out on it and I had to go home. So he had this idea. Like, I like went straight from Warp Tour. I was doing Warp Tour, like a solo yeah, I remember set I at Warp Tour yeah. each day. And um, I went straight out to California to rec- from Warp Tour to record the Peaced Out record. And um, so I kind of had a limited amount of time and I had kind of slacked off on this one song because it just was. It, I just couldn't get sunk into it. And um, anyhow, uh, he was like, I have this idea. We can just make this kind of this experimental vocal song. So basically, long story short, we tried this thing um, that we thought sounded okay, And um, as the years went by, (laughs) like I would listen to it every once in a while, the record. It's like we made this record for ourselves. And I hated it. I hate the way it was like this. The verses were just like words, various words that I said, and all these different weird voices. And then, then they were cut like they were like cut and pasted together in this weird psychedelic kind of way, where the verses weren't your traditional verse it was just more like me and all these different characters in my voice saying all these words and shit anyway it's like i like the idea it it wasn't we didn't execute it well so i went and re-recorded it at rats studio and just made it more straightforward um but yeah that's going to come out at some point good. like relatively soon good.
0: Um, good can't wait can't wait uh can you talk about the hardcore project with sammy I saw you yeah, said with it. with uh, with him. For those of uh people who don't know, I'm talking about Sammy, who, you know, is a hardcore legend, played drums in Gorilla Biscuits, Youth of Today, Civ, Quicksand. Uh he's I mean, he's kind of like a man about about town these days, right? He's he's doing all kinds <laughs> of stuff.
2: Sammy has done a lot. Um you know, yeah, eat of today, judge no, yeah, sure. Those are all huge bands for me. Um, and we like grew up. We you know we grew up on Long Island, um, getting into all the old Revelation records and all that stuff. And we always looked up to Sammy. Um, Sammy was always the guy, in the in he was literally it seemed to be in every band and in all the layouts of all the classic records that mm-hmm. we would all like you know listen to and read all the you know, read all the liner notes and he was always this little kid in all these pics Like, you know, he was he was I just got off the phone with him because 'cause we're trying to figure out like what we want to do about artwork and stuff like that. Yeah. And he was telling me that he was in Chicago and that he was going to see Gorilla Biscuits and I was like what is your deal with Gorilla Biscuits? Because he wasn't like the drummer of Gorilla Biscuits, but he he's like I was the first I was in Gorilla Biscuits in the beginning. But then he was kicked out because he wasn't good enough 'cause he wasn't he wasn't the drummer that he is today. I mean right. he was I go, when was that? He's like, you know, like nineteen eighty five. And I'm like, <laughs> Fuck. He was like ten or eleven. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um so anyway, like Sammy the way that we got involved with like the way that i became friends with sammy is because he ended up playing in glass um on the first record and he was in he was glass drummer and we were all like holy shit you got fucking sammy we were all like freaked out about the fact that <laughs> sammy the legend was playing yeah. in glass Yeah. and um anyway like uh Evan from Movie Life couldn't do a UK tour. So we were like, uh, Sammy wanted to do a tour. And he actually <laughs> played drums in Movie Life for like three weeks in the UK. I didn't know that. UK. That's amazing. Cool. Yeah, it was cool. And um, I remember losing my voice. And Sammy, um, uh, he like, sees that I'm all down in the back lounge of the uh, bus. And he's just like, dude, yeah, it's the worst. And he's just like, dude, come on. He, like, basically, like, picked me up by the scarf of my neck and was like, We're going to a Turkish bathhouse right now. <laughs> and he brought <laughs> me and, So I'm sitting there with, like, a, a fucking, you know, one of my hardcore heroes in, like, a Turkish bathhouse <laughs> in Birmingham, England, like, sw- getting, getting some moisture into my vocal cords and shit. Anyway, so Sammy, um, played drums in Nightmare Review, uh, as well. Wow. So, when i and the Avalanche and Nightmare Review did some shows together early this year um, which was really cool and uh, Sammy comes over to me uh, after the avalanche sound check and he's like dude you you know your voice is so cool it's like it has got this melody thing but it's got like the perfect amount of like dirtiness to it and it's just fu-. I go cool man let's start a band <laughs> and he's just like, you know, yeah, you know, whatever, you know. <laughs> and then uh, maybe like three months later, he's like, I wrote a bunch of hardcore songs. I need a singer. It's like melodic, positive, hardcore. i like, I'm fucking in. He's like, you think you're interested? I'm like, I'm not interested. I'm in the band. <laughs>
0: I'm in. Don't call anyone else. I'm in.
2: Yeah, I'm like, he's like, you think you could do something with these songs? He sent me these songs. I didn't even listen to them. Like and I was like, yes, I can definitely do something with these songs. Cuz I knew I could. I knew what he yeah. described to me. Like I knew that I was going to it was my wheelhouse. So I listened to the songs, um had a lot of fun with it. There were five songs that he sent me um that he had recorded like this Basically, it's a seven-inch kind of EP situation, mm-hmm. and um, I chose three of the songs and wrote for a while and recorded uh, vocals over already existing, like finished product for the music yep. that he yep. had. Uh, he had one of the guys from Strife play guitar. Oh, he had um, he had Alex from bass player of Chain of Strength and Inside Out. Yeah. Play bass, which just makes it even cooler to me for totally. me to sing over. Totally. Um yeah. both of those guys did a cool job, a really good job. And uh but you know, um the way that I think it's gonna work uh as we're moving forward, I think um I'm under the impression that, you know, Sammy and I are gonna be like the band. I'm not sure who's gonna play with us or anything, right. but um. Sure, of course. What Very I do cool. know, yeah, what I do know is um we're we're gonna pursue it and um release properly release a seven inch and play shows and have fun and and uh, this shit's really good, I'm like really proud of the way it came out, you know, all these years being a hardcore kid, growing up as a hardcore kid, um I was never really in a hardcore band, right, and um this is kind of my first in a traditional sense my first kind of actual hardcore band and it's with sammy siegler (laughs) which is really cool not just to the 13 year old me or the 18 year old (laughs) me but the 39 year old me thinks it's pretty cool too
0: i i think it's very cool as well uh dude well thank you man so much uh what else what what else do you have coming up Oh, oh another thing i wanted to ask you actually sorry um these handwritten, handwritten lyric sheets you're doing I think is really really cool oh, that you're cool. doing that for your fans also obviously put some money in your pocket but when you write out these old lyrics like I'm sure somebody come comes to you with some like deep cuts yes and you like do you remember the songs do you have to Google the lyrics and and when you're writing them uh, it must, <laughs> it, you, you said early in, the, in this in this conversation that you can remember where you were when you wrote all the songs yes yeah, so man. it must be cathartic to you to uh you know do this and and remember back and reflect back on all this stuff
2: it dude totally you got I've you done hit a little the, bit of it you. too
0: and, and i i've really enjoyed it
2: yeah isn't it cool like uh, it was a really wild experience so you know so i'm sitting there my wife's on the couch I'm in 2018 in my 2018 life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you know? Yep. And I, so, okay. So the way I do it is there's a little, like, like there's like a high counter that separates our living room from our kitchen. And it's just this perfect perch said it. I don't want to sit down and bend like, like, Basically, don't want to sit down and bend over and write. Like, I found it easier to stand while I do this. And I like, and there's just a high level counter that I can do it on where I'm not like bending down to do it because I filled a lot of orders and (laughs) I kind of figured out the best way to do it, which is standing and doing it here. So I'm staring into my living room. I like to put. The 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 Netflix um, fireplace the fireplace that's on Netflix, <laughs> yes, like the holiday yes, fireplace.
0: Know, yes, I
2: know it. I like to put that. I like to put the the. I like I I like burning. I like when it's burning the birch logs. Okay. And uh, I like how specific
0: you are. You
2: and I can't have anything right. on. I can't have anything on, like, <sighs> because as you know that you've done this. If you fuck up, you have to start over. So, like, if you, you know, if you screw up, which we do, probably a lot more than we would have when we were kids because at least we, when we were in school, we would write a lot. You oh, know, yeah. we would when use a pen and anymore? paper. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, like, yeah. So, that's the that's the thing. So, I have to have it be quiet and I can't have any music on. So it's completely silent the entire time I do this shit because it's distracting to me. And if I mess it up, I freak out. <laughs> um, and I have like a pile of like 150 of them that I screwed up. But, um, yeah. So I'm like in this zone of like this year and like my mindset as like this dude who's, you know, in 2018 was my different way, a totally different person. And, um, some of the songs, like i th- i feel like some of those people like purposely requested the deepest cuts and and those songs i definitely had to look up the lyrics to yeah. some of which were not on the internet period
0: well and if you find them they're wrong too
2: exactly you, have to be you can be misled you, yes. you... <sighs> so yeah that stuff like the lyrics, genius or whatever that yeah. kind of thing. They don't have all the. That's like a Wikipedia. People just put shit on there. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, so yeah, I would have to go back and listen. Sometimes I would have to find the song on YouTube because it's not on Spotify. Um, and listen and like transcribe all these fucking things. Wow, <laughs> dude. But yeah, like the taking taking it back to like some crazy eras of my life and remembering what I wrote this shit about. And like, it's crazy. And some of the stuff, some of these songs have like barely any lyrics. Yeah, like I'll repeat the same verse and then the chorus is like one line. So I'm sitting there like writing really big, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's been an amazing experience. It kind of like, it kind of made me, it kind of made me like really fall in love with like, fall in love all over again and deeply appreciate the people who, you know, the people that are like the diehard supporters of like the music that I've done throughout my life. And, you know, especially the lyrics that they've connected to. Um, and a lot of the people would include the reason why they, they're ordering that song. And it was all very meaningful. Um, and uh, just one more tidbit that I thought was really funny sure. was, see, I don't connect the orders. Once I'm done with an order, I, I pack it. I'm done for the day, whatever. I had, and, and I don't, you know, people have the same last names. I don't think yeah. about it because yeah. I'm like, I'm like too busy trying to make sure I'm not screw, screwing up lyrics and that I'm getting all the packing and shipping done correctly you know what I mean so I had a message from a girl like a month ago from like the last batch that I did and she had really specific instructions that I did not want to like accommodate whatsoever like she wanted different sizes because of this and because of that like, like different can sizes you, can... of paper yeah
0: oh like for a frame or something okay
2: yeah like it, I, there's this there's this place in my sister's house
0: oh where wow. she has
2: all these little things and blah, blah blah and then but i also want one for myself in like a regular size and all this shit so i'm like god this girl's driving me crazy but um i want to make people happy and so anyway she sends a picture of like her and her sister ordered the same exact songs for themselves and for each other. Oh. But the one but the one sister ordered them like in the mini versions of them. <laughs> so this girl so this girl like sends me a picture. She's so she's like, Alright, so I sent my sister the same exact one that she sent me and we both bought them for ourselves and so now i have this regular version that she sent me and the mini version and the mini version that she sent me and the regular version that i sent myself and there was like multiple times where people sent me pictures being like oh my god my friend who I bought this for also bought this for me, oh, and it wow. was the same song because it was the song that we were rocking to in high school. We were driving around and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So I got all these really cool stories, and it kind of brought me closer to, you know. The people that the people that really do, you know, well support you. The people, you support the people that support us, you know, you, yeah. you know, you have those same people. I bet you can. Uh, yes. I bet you can picture those same people, like just the people that you. They're kind of part of your family now. They've been with you forever. You know? Absolutely,
0: absolutely, and yeah, uh, special that's right man well that's cool thanks for that story and everything and, and I don't know if you're doing currently doing them but I know you do batches from time to time so people can follow you on Instagram it's uh, Feeney Caruana which uh, if you can't spell it Google it it will find, find it <laughs>
2: yeah man I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back um, relatively soon just right so because a lot of people tend to um, get them as gifts for other people and so I'll try and do some for the holidays
0: yeah it makes sense Dude, uh well, thank you, man. Anything else to add before I let you go?
2: Oh man um just it's great to talk to you you too and man. uh That's I great. know we caught up a little bit and we were in uh, Toronto, but yeah, I'm working hard, man uh you know more avalanche music, more movie life shows, more pieced out music, the Sammy project um, I'm writing a solo record, I'm recording it over the winter, like I said, I'm just trying to keep just trying to do more before I do less. That's so, right. Um,
0: Strive to be a better man, friend, husband, son, drink less, read more, and pet more dogs.
2: Exactly. That's what you that's posted. it. There you go. That's my year.
0: Well, dude, happy birthday. Yeah, it's a big year. It's a big year, and uh, you, you got to get it all in before you turn 40, right? Is that a thing?
2: That That's right. And then when <laughs> I turn 40, I'm just going to do a ton more.
0: Yeah, or just pretend you're 39 forever.
2: I, I know. I think I've been pretending I'm 25 <laughs> for like the last...
0: Vin, thanks so much, man. All right, thank you, brother. Good care of you. Bye. Cheers. So there it is with Vinny. This was just a great conversation. I just enjoyed it so much. Thank you for tuning in. Next week we got another great one as well. So make sure you're subscribed. Whatever you're listening to this on, just go find the subscribe button, hit it, do that. Again, if you like the show. Feel free to write a review on iTunes, tell a friend, tell a loved one. Also, I'm going to hit you up with this right now, the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. This is what keeps the show going, okay? I'm 140, did I say 148, 147? I don't know what we're at. I'm that many episodes in, and it would not have been going this long without my amazing sinners, that's what I call the members of my club, we're 280 something strong. It's a great community. We're all friends. We have hangouts all over the world. We have members everywhere from Singapore to Sweden to the UK to Canada to Costa Rica and of course many many in the United States. And it's just a beautiful beautiful community. And by pledging per month $6 is the minimum or $9 is kind of the, you know, what most people do. And basically that gets you in. That helps me promote this show, keeps the show going, keeps the show growing. And of course, I got lots of perks. The biggest one is you get lots of bonus content, bonus episodes every month. I do a QA every month as well where I get on Facebook live, answer a bunch of your questions. I play some tunes sometimes. And of course we have we have other things like merchandise, which is only available to members, uh, patches sent to your house every three months and I mean just this community of like-minded individuals that are not just fans of the show but fans of music and the lifestyle and everything else so all I ask is you check it out because without this the podcast really wouldn't wouldn't continue I mean it wouldn't and don't worry the show will always be free but this is what helps keep it going so the link is com slash all access and uh that's it. I'll, I'll say it again in case you didn't catch that. WeedSingerSyndrome.com slash all access. $6 a month gets you in. And again, it is what keeps the lights on around here. So shout out to all my sinners worldwide. I love you guys. All right. Hey, we got to play some music. And oh my God, it's so difficult because Vinny has such a great catalog. But I think I got to go with Kelly Song it's a, it's not a single From this record I mean Like we talked about The band broke up Like seven months After this record came out But it is a song That I think has resonated And Vinny would agree with me So here it is Kelly's song By The Movie Life On Lead Singer Syndrome Peace and love I'll See you next time
1: when Kelly cries the Makeup runs from her eyes And spills the truth About how she feels inside streams It usually names of not being